what's going on everybody we are back with the podstrosities podcast uh i'm lady rebellion your uh, your host as usual not sick totally not sick i promise maybe a little bit sick um i'm also very bright Ooh, i'm very bright make it less bright um today we're going to be talking about our personal best films of 2019 uh this is not necessarily something that is based in all of like the oscar nominations but we kind of got inspired by them since you know obviously everyone gives a crap about the oscars every year um and so we kind of wanted to talk about like our own personal best films of 2019 they may not have even been nominated but we are it is essentially what we think is like the best from last year um because we thought it'd be interesting to have like a monstrosities award kind of thing you know what i mean uh what's going on everybody hello so i'll go ahead and join my fellows here in the uh the the voice chat if anyone wants to join us by the way uh definitely hit us up i can do the discord link here um we are a uh, streaming community of course so if you're interested we do this kind of podcast thing all the time so there you go hello hello if anyone wants to join us let me know. Just hop in the VC. Just be like, hey, yo, I got, I got ideas. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hello. How's everybody doing today? I'm, I'm ill. <laughs> Everyone's so sick. It's making me sad. I'm doing okay. That's good. At least Thomas is okay, because maybe he can, like, pull us through this whole discussion. <laughs> Everyone else is just falling apart. Um, cool. So, yeah, today we're just going to be talking about what we think is personally our best film of 2019, just because, you know, everyone does, like, Oscar noms and things like that, but we may have our own personal idea of what we think is the best when it comes to film, because, I mean, I'm sure we've all seen a lot of different things over the last year. Um, that may not have even been nominated. So I'm curious to see what you guys think is your own personal best. And we'll kind of, I guess, decide at the end if we want to give like a Monstrosities Award for Best Film of the Year. I think that might be kind of fun and do a little vote. So yeah, um, Bagman, if you would like to kindly go first with what you think is the best film of the entire 2019 year. Um, in my in my personal opinion, the the best film of 2019 is John Wick Three: Parabellum. Oh snaps! You know I forget that that came out last year. <laughs> yeah, I should never go over a whole list of what came out, and I'm like, damn, I saw a lot more movies than I. Yeah, right. I know, and I I was looking through like lists of like what you know people just said were like the best through like Metacritic or whatever else, but like. Yeah, like, just, just thinking of just regular movies, even. Not even, like, ones that were, like, critically acclaimed or whatever. It's like, I don't even remember. <laughs> what did I even watch? <laughs> but that's a good pick. Like, I, I again, totally forgot that that was even last year. It feels like forever. But yeah, why, why do you think that, like, it, in your own, like, terms, why is that the best film for you? Uh, well, I mean, I I just love the John Wick series, and it's it was just a really good film. I thought the story was good, and uh, it's got good good violence. Good violence. So you hold violence in very high esteem. <laughs> oh yes, it's one of the many only things I critique films on. Should should we be scared? <laughs> Possibly. 
Possibly. Uh, yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed John Wick. Um, all of them have kind of been, like, about as good as the last one, which isn't very typical for, you know, like, sequels in particular, you know? Like, um, the first one was obviously very good, and I think it kind of became its own, like, cult classic situation and then they just kept making more and i kind of got worried because whenever they make sequels of stuff that i really like i'm just like oh god it's never going to be as good but then they came out and i was like oh no these are still pretty damn good like there's obviously it's it's not gonna be one of those that's like oscar nominated or whatever but just in terms of like you know fighting film and things like that i think they did a really good job so i've been i've been very impressed um but the last one in particular, like, I think they just, they keep ramping up, like, the the set pieces and things like that for these movies every single time. Um, so I think they just kind of continue to get better, like, visually. And they keep, like, getting more and more money to throw in, like, other celebrity stars and things like that. Um, which I think is kind of cool. The John Wick movies definitely are on my to-watch list. I still haven't seen any of them. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> I mean, no, I no shame, because I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, it, it's kind of, it kind of reminds me of like uh, Mission Impossible and things like that, where it's like they keep coming out and people keep telling me to watch them, and I'm like, oh god, but there's like eight of them, but yeah, no, it, uh, only six, but that's close. It that feels like eight. <laughs> it feels like a million to me, but um. No, yeah, I at least there's only three of these, and I feel like you could probably find them at like a maybe maybe like a Hulu situation or Netflix or something. But if you can't, I'm sure the rental is probably not too bad. But yeah, definitely John Amazon Free. Prime. I think. Yeah, John Prime is on Netflix right now. Yeah, no, yeah, that's like that's perfect. Yeah, if you can like find the other ones for like a cheap rental and then just like hop on like Netflix or something, I definitely recommend it. I think it's it's super good. I've heard so many good things, so it's definitely on my to-do. To-watch list. Yeah, for sure. I, um... As long as you're okay with, um... Dead puppies, then you'll be just fine. <laughs> it only happens once. <laughs> but it's so sad. Oh, it yeah, breaks my heart every time. Real puppy. Breaks my heart. Um... Man, yeah, I cannot believe I forgot about that movie. I even, like, I I have since, like, bought all of them on digital and stuff, too, because I just, I love them so much. And, um, Keanu Reeves just as a whole, as a whole, I almost like every movie he's in, so. I think they did a really good job of casting him in that, because even though he's kind of, like, an older gentleman now, I feel like the action that they have in there is appropriate for his age. He's not doing Craig cray cray flips like the matrix anymore it's very like realistic like you know gun fighting and things like that not a whole lot of like hand-to-hand um so i just like he's just like perfect for that and he's just amazing so definitely a good pick um tom what is your top pick i definitely have to go with avengers endgame even though I don't feel Ooh. it's like Marvel's best or like I, I still think Infinity War was better. But definitely was my favorite movie of the year out of all the ones. Interesting. Okay. So how does that beat out like every other movie that came out last year? Because, uh, you know, I had pretty good emotions and damn good acting. And then 
the fact also that it's culmination of a, a decade long story. So like had all those factors working together and they managed to pull it off in a reasonably good way, even though there's still a few things that I'm not the most thrilled with that I feel are flaws in the movie, but it's still, I mean, a, a lot of franchises nowadays trying to do shared universes. They can't even get past like a couple movies or some, in some cases, even one movie and Marvel's managed to still have an overall consistency over a decade. So that's just very impressive. Yeah, and very like um very interesting trying to put to pull together what like th almost 30 movies or something into one cumulative come together like I film. I think it was 23. 23. The 23rd film. I'm like really up in these numbers. <laughs> Close enough. Or maybe it was the 22nd cuz maybe Spider-Man was 23. I don't remember. Yeah, somewhere was around there, yeah. Spider-Man was 23. Yeah, so definitely, like, ambitious trying to pull together all of these strings into a sweater, you know what I mean? Like, um, and especially since they, they had the, the, the movie prior to that, almost kind of like, this is the sequel of that movie or whatever, and making it even better considering that Infinity War was by itself, like, a very good movie as well. Um, they had to wrap it up, you know, and it's like, oh god, like, how are they gonna pull this off sort of thing, but... I'd say they did a pretty good job, and considering that, you know, you know they're gonna have, like, a big battle scene with everybody in there, blah blah blah. It's kinda, it kinda reminds me of, like, um, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, where they're like, everyone's here! <laughs> like, for the most part, everyone was basically there, other than, like, the kind of random scattered few you get from, like, Netflix shows or, like, the very early movies and whatnot, but just from, yeah. like, the, the universe that they have tried to build and, like, connect together and stuff like that. Um, definitely ambitious. It's one of those things where, um, I know for myself personally, like, obviously, I like comic book movies and comic books and superheroes and things like that, so, um, for, for people like me, it's definitely in the top, and it's not one of those things that's gonna be typically nominated for, like, an Oscar kind of thing, but, um, just in terms of, like, you know, the sort of bias I have for those sorts of movies, plus the fact that we've been with these same actors, same characters for however many years and stuff. Like, it's definitely, like, cool to see them all sort of come together into one cumulative movie. Um, and I think that holds a lot of weight. Like, I don't, I don't think it really got, like, as many nods as I expected from the Oscars, because... Even if you're not going to consider it for something like film of the year, still having like, you know, considering all the, the sound effects, visual effects, uh, even some Music of the acting, four. it's just, it's like, I'm kind of surprised that I didn't see more. I want to say that Infinity War got nominated for more than, than this one did. Yeah, I was surprised too that I figured it should have gotten more of even just like the generic or the technical, right. you know, categories more than more something um especially could you know considering the ones prior like yeah um but like i said you know comic book people like us are, are going to appreciate it the most i think um and i definitely think it's one of the best if not the best like comic book movie hero movie that there is out right now even though it's kind of like one of those things where if you aren't um 
savvy with all of the Marvel properties and whatnot, I don't think you'd be able to just like hop into it. You'd probably have to at oh, yeah, least yeah. watch well, like Infinity War and then uh, Endgame. But um, no, both Infinity War and Endgame, yeah, it requires you to definitely been watching most, if not all, of the movies in the whole Marvel right. Cinematic. Right. Yeah, in the whole MCU and. Um, so that's I think that's the only bar to entry for something like that is like you kind of have to have already really like loved those characters and gotten into their story and followed them throughout this whole saga or whatever um, to really appreciate like what that movie means. And I'm really curious to know like where they go from here. It's kind of like with something like John Wick, they can continue to, just like with you know, Mission Impossible, Fast and Furious, all of those. They just continue to keep making kind of like the same sort of movie with the same characters over and over. And people will still eat them all up because they're still so good. But with something like this, it's kind of like this was the pinnacle of everything that they have, you know, built up over the years. And it's like, where are they going to go now? They kind of have like, you know offshoot movies with spider-man and things like that black widow going back to the sort of like singular hero movie but yeah like this this felt like the biggest moment and now they have to like find ways to get another big moment so i'll be really yeah, interested like a, to a see new rebuilding phase coming up yeah yeah exactly that's kind of how it feels like it it felt like they were building the pyramid we reached the top and now they like have to start a whole new pyramid or something <laughs> especially considering that a lot of the actors like that was kind of like it for them like that was like uh the last movie for their entire like marvel career at least that's kind of either the way it felt or that's like what they've said who knows if that's actually true but that's also kind of interesting to consider that that might be the last time we even see some of those actors in that role um, it's definitely the last time I think you know you're gonna have all the original Avengers working. Yeah, exactly, and it's like if any of them do appear in future movies, yeah, you're not gonna have like all of them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like a send off. It kind of feels that way because something like Infinity War, you're building up, and it it kind of ended on like sort of a somber note, but you knew that there's gonna be another one after this one. It's just kind of like. You don't really know where it's going to go, and a lot of those characters you may not see again. It's kind of like, it, it was a good send-off, I think, for some of them. Uh, especially, yeah, like... It, it ends the chapter, but doesn't stop the story. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, especially for, you know, if they're going to be... There were some characters... I don't know how much we should get into spoilers, because it's kind of an older movie at this point, but um, some of those characters, like, kind of, like die but then we're getting movies that are supposed like i'm assuming in like the past like in terms of like you know black widow and things like that so it's kind of like they may not truly truly be gone but at least like i said for some of them that have straight up said like we're not i'm not doing another one it's kind of like well shit like this is your last chance to really catch them in that role and see like where their story ends or whatever so i think they they wrapped up the entire like saga really well um and obviously, graphically and everything else, it was freaking fantastic. They, you could tell that they really put in a lot of work, a lot of money to make that all sort of work together. And getting all those stars in one place, honestly, is kind of like a big feat in itself, you know. Um, well, actually, they didn't even do that. Uh, you hear about how they shot that movie. Uh, a lot of the actors didn't work with the other actors and stuff, too. They, they shot at separate times. They just, they just tried them so in. hard to keep stuff secret. Yeah, yeah. 
That makes sense, too. I mean, it's not necessarily, like, literally all of them in the same room, I guess, but even just being able to pull all of them, period. Like, there's there are, there's a lot of big actors in those movies, and so it's kind of like, you know, getting them... Being able to get them all in one place to shoot this gigantic movie is kind of like a feat in itself. Like, you don't really see that a whole a whole lot. Occasionally you get sort of, like, you know, big casts making a big movie or whatever, but... Never really on this scale, and from pulling from so many different places with all those different characters that they have. So, I, like I said, very ambitious. I think it pulled it off really well, and I'll be interested to see kind of like where they go from there. Because uh, it also marked another end of an era as the last Stanley cameo. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's yeah. It almost feels like like that was the proper end, sort of for like that arc of all of his like characters and things like that so a lot of significance like again like i i feel like even if you know people who are voting for like oscars and things like that like don't really care about like superhero movies in general it's just like it was kind of just a big feat in itself like i don't know i, I just feel like it needs to get some kind of nod i don't know what for maybe not for the whole like overall film of the year or whatever but something but i'm glad that we were at least are able to kind of bring it up and give it some love because it definitely deserves it uh, it's holding the record as the highest grossing movie of all time so it's yeah that, that too that you know just and yeah it's, it's gonna take a while for somebody to take yeah it, it's like breaking all of these different like barriers and stuff like it's i don't know i i think it's i think it's definitely like the pinnacle right now of superhero movies that people are going to be like hard-pressed to pass that up um so yeah, that's a really good pick. Um, for me personally, I feel like I hate to bring up like another like comic booky movie, but I'd have to say that last year, if I were to pick just like one movie to call my movie of the year, it would probably have to be the Joker. And I know that we have a lot of Joker fans <laughs> in our Discord mm. and everywhere else, but um, I I almost feel biased picking it just because i know that like once again like with endgame not everyone's gonna be sort of like in that vein of like comic book like fans and whatnot but the thing about joker was almost just like it didn't feel like a comic book movie in the sense that we have seen them so far and i felt like even if you didn't know shit about batman and joker and dc and all of that you know uh backstory you could just watch that movie and enjoy it for what it was, even just as, like, a good movie. And so I kind of appreciated that, um, just because I think, and I also kind of think that's why it got, like, so many, like, Oscar nods as well, is just because, like, it wasn't really bogged down in all of that, like, sort of fandom. It was more just, like, its own standalone thing. Now, I don't know if they're going to end up making, like, a sequel to it. I kind of wish they, they uh... wouldn't. It's sequel I... is confirmed. Gross. Yeah, say, there's, there's no way in hell that the Warner Brothers is going to pass up on a sequel given how much money the first one made. Yeah. Like, even if nobody involved with the first one wanted to be there, uh, like, you know, the <laughs> Warner Brothers and studios are going to want to capitalize. Yeah. that's And that's what sucks about it is, like, you know, when you have something like Endgame or even something like John Wick where it's, like, obviously they're making money and they're really popular, it's, like, it's still kind of... 
it makes sense to continue those stories, especially Endgame. Obviously, you have to see the end of like all of those different like stories pulled together and whatnot. Um, but something about Joker just kind of was beautiful. I thought on its own, and I thought it could stand on its own, just as like you know this very like psychologically disturbed guy, and you don't really even know like how it's ending. You don't even know if what you saw was real, but that was kind of, like, the beauty of it was that you didn't have to, like... I mean, a lot of people were even saying that, like, they didn't need to make any nods toward Bruce Wayne or the Wayne family or anything. It could have just totally been, like, the Joker story. Yeah, that's, like, the thing that I dislike the most about the movie is basically... Like, you're talking about how it didn't feel like a comic book movie. It's basically any of that comic book aspect... You know, didn't need to be Gotham City. You didn't need the Waynes in there. Like, mm-hmm. none of that was pertinent to the story. And it just felt like they were trying to tack that on just to try to pull in a comic book crowd. Yeah. And I just felt it would have been, like, a lot better if it was just a movie about a guy with mental health problems that gets, you know, abused and neglected and pushed to the edge. Yeah, totally. And I, I can super, like, appreciate that as well because that was something that kind of, I think, brought me out of it in a way which is kind of weird considering that you know the character is supposed to be like a a dc character you know this is someone that we do know something about and he has all these ties to you know batman and everything else gotham arkham all of that stuff but it is kind of like a delicate balance i think and i and this could be why it didn't really like win the entire like award or whatever season um because they did have to sort of walk that line between this is just going to be like its own standalone like beautiful you know story of this like very tragic like man versus oh but we gotta throw in a bunch of comic book stuff and make it obvious that this is the joker that people know this is gotham that people know that these are the waynes that everyone knows like and that i think might have given it a little bit of like a like a schizophrenia almost Um, where you're constantly bouncing between just seeing, like, Joaquin Phoenix doing his thing versus, like, oh, but now you got this, like, comic book stuff that you gotta think about. And then it gets you wondering, like, you know, what's gonna happen to little Bruce? Is he gonna be Batman? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that wasn't really, like, the point, you know? It's like, we didn't need any of it, really. Even if it had just been set in Gotham and, you know, mentions Arkham and things like that, I don't know that we really needed, like, the Waynes in particular. It could have been any politician, and I think it would have worked just fine. But yeah, it did feel like they were kind of torn between, like, okay, how much do we make this into, like, the actual, like, Joker story, and how much do we just kind of make this a good-ass movie, you know, that could stand on its own two feet. Unless you're talking about, you know, having the Waynes in there, that it could have been any politician, it's... Like, also, another reason is the way they depicted Thomas Wayne is, like, nothing the way he's always been traditionally depicted, that he's always been, you know, a caring, considerate, compassionate man and very generous. And, you know, it's kind of like how Jonathan Kent's supposed to instill all the good qualities into Clark Kent. That's like Thomas Wayne, besides the fact of being traumatized by his parents' death. It's like how generous and compassionate his parents are and all the charities they were involved in and stuff that they didn't just, you know, hoard their wealth or use their wealth to be like, we're better people. They always use their money to try to make Gotham and the world better for other people. And that's 
you know, partly of what had an influence on Bruce. And that's something that, you know, they didn't have in that movie too. That's kind of another reason why maybe they should have not had the, the comic book aspect stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it did kind of like, I, I think that was also like part of them sort of being like, this is a whole different universe than like what we've seen in, you know, dark Knight and things like that. It's like, this is, this is a different Joker. We, we have a very different like Wayne family. Um, Obviously, we don't really know much about, like, what's going to happen with, like, Bruce or anything like that. But, yeah, like, I I kind of appreciated but also hated the liberties that they took with it. Because it was, like, I like that they're trying to take chances and they're making a different kind of Joker. They're making a different kind of Wayne family and, like, what, like you said, like, he was kind of, like, you know, ended up being, like, a dick politician Whereas that's not really, like, what we're used to seeing, whether we are talking about, like, cartoons, comics, whatever else, talking about, like, the Wayne family. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I, I don't know how I feel about it. Because, yeah, it it went against everything that I knew, but at the same time, maybe that was sort of the point. This almost feels like they're trying to make a... Uh, sort of altered universe of jokers or something like that where it's like oh but this would happen this is what would happen if like the wayne family was like a bunch of dickhead politicians kind of thing and um so i was kind of like okay with it but at the same time a little uncomfortable because again like you're going into this movie like whether they wanted you to or not you're gonna go into this movie having your own um like predetermined ideas for what it's going to be. You already have the knowledge of what has been built up from, you know, the years of Batman and everything else that you've consumed. So it's just kind of like, it's got to be hard for them to sort of suss out what this movie is supposed to be based off of that. Because, you know, you're, you're dealing with, what is it like, uh, 80 something years or something of Batman stuff of Batman knowledge and then having to basically tear that down and be like no no this is like a different story now we're we're leaving everything else behind this is the story we want to tell with it so it's hard for me to kind of figure out my feelings on that um because like I said it's this movie didn't really feel like a comic book movie in the same sense that the other ones did all of the Batman films even you know the Marvel stuff that they've done it didn't feel like that at all None of them have sort of reached that, like, height of acting capability and, like, sort of kind of, like, weird, you know, vibes and shit. Like, very, like, I don't know, it, not even really knowing, like, what is real and what is fake. Like, the whole thing could have all been in, like, a dream almost. Like, it's just, like, that's not typical for <laughs> comic book movies. Usually it's the same thing where it's just like good guy versus bad guy. Usually the good guy is going to win at the end and you go on your merry way and you fight the next guy. It's just like, this was something else. So it's really hard for me to kind of put it in that same bucket. It's also kind of why I really liked it. And I think that's why a lot of people sort of nominated that for the Oscars for many different things, because even just by itself, even if you, have to forget everything you know about like Batman and Joker and Gotham and everything. Um, I think it just was a good movie just in general did have a lot of like, did we need that in there sort of feelings? But at the same time, like just looking at the Joker character, like just specifically, I think it minus everything else. I, I think Joaquin Phoenix did a really good job. Um, sort of 
pulling like what uh, Heath Ledger and like other people have done before, but kind of turning it into more of like a psychological sort of thriller instead. Um, it's kind of like what I'm hoping that Marvel sort of takes in the future with um, like Doctor Strange and Morbius and other movies like that that are kind of like darker and not necessarily very like shiny and clean like a Captain America movie. Just something that's a little more twisted. I really enjoyed that sort of aspect about it um, because in the end like it you know you always kind of get that vibe that like Joker you know as a character, he's just like a little messed up in the head. And this was like sort of exploring that psychological um, impact as well as like the sort of the beginnings of like where that even spawned from, but just taking it to like the next level. Cause this, this definitely isn't the Joker. That's like, I'm going to pull out a gun and it goes bang kind of thing. This is, this is definitely more like, no, I'm going to murder some bitches because they, they made fun of me kind of thing. Like it's dark. <laughs> Yeah, well, Todd Phillips has stated that he said, too, that, you know, like he's not saying it one way or the other, but that uh, the Joaquin Phoenix character there, Arthur, what the hell, I was going to say Arthur Morgan, that's Red Dead Redemption 2, <laughs> Arthur Fleck, I couldn't think of his last name, but saying that it may not, you know, be the comic book Joker, but just somebody who ends up becoming the inspiration for the Joker Batman villain down the road. Yeah, totally, and I, and I could see that, too, because it... It really just kind of, it kind of felt like, it even felt like um, something, like, almost mirroring current, like, society and how even just, like, one person makes a difference and spawns this entire, like, you know, anarchy sort of, like, feeling for the masses. It's like, yeah, I, I could totally see that as well. It just had, like, a lot of, like, um, sort of you know, like, bo like psychological bombs of just, like, putting a mirror up to society and seeing, like, what we see reflected back sort of thing. Um, it's just, it was very, like, uh, I don't know, psychological in that way, I guess. Like, it was just, like, it really didn't feel like a, um, a character's origin story or anything like that. Like I said, like, what we've seen before. It just kind of, like, I don't know. It's almost like they used the guise of the Joker to just basically make a, a good movie. Um, it could have, they could have completely taken out like the, all the name dropping of all of the different Batman properties and things like that. And like just named them something else. And it still would have been a really good movie, I think. Um, which is like really the most interesting part to me. It's like, did they have to use the Joker? Could they just completely, taken all of that out and pretended that it was something else, you know? Well, that's what I was going to say, too, though. Is like it's a double-edged sword because I mm -hmm. think if it didn't have the Joker name, I don't think it would have pulled in as much money. Even though it still would have been the same movie, the same quality, I don't think it would have gotten as much attention as it did. Yeah. No, and that is a very good point. I I wouldn't have watched it if it wasn't called Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Probably would have, yeah, I probably wouldn't have, you know, like, maybe I would have checked it out later down the road or something like that if somebody's like, hey, this is a really good movie, but it's probably not one that I would have gone out of my way to go. Yeah, and I, that's probably exactly, I mean, it always comes back to, you know, we gotta make the most money out of these movies, especially from, like, the DC side where they 
kind of have had like a string of stinkers so it's like you know they're trying to sort of bring that back with these like offshoot stories and i would say like for the most part they've been pretty successful doing that um so of course you know it kind of comes down to brass tacks like how are we gonna get the most people in the door oh we're gonna call this the joker sort of thing um so like i said it it creates a sort of schizophrenia between like what what it wants to be versus like what it had to be um which i think is why a lot of people had a hard time sort of nominating that as their best film because it it couldn't quite decide what it wanted to be but i do think even just even just calling it a comic book movie was still perfectly fine for me just because like you know holding it up to all of the different marvel films and things like that it it does something different you know and i'm always about like taking these different ip and making something different out of them um because like we've seen so many origins of you know characters like batman and stuff like that where it's like we do crave something different and i think this definitely brought it um well it's gotta be different in a good way though too because yeah it'll go back to our star wars discussion we've seen different with the last jedi and that didn't work <laughs> yeah for sure and there's definitely like there's a like, way to just kind sake, of different doesn't always work yeah there's a way to like run with it the problem is that you know people i don't think people really know like how to take some of these properties and just completely turn it on its head i think people try a lot and fail <laughs> and especially like with something like star wars you know it's like you're in you're in the midst of like a trilogy you got to continue these stories that were already built prior to you it is really hard to do something completely different and call it the same trilogy and i'm glad that they allowed them the license to make a separate movie that had absolutely nothing to do with dark knight or any other sort of batman it may or may not have something to do with the rpats batman coming up but even if it I does doubt it, it, but I mean, I doubt it too. And I kind of, again, I, I hope that they don't, I, I really just hope they leave this alone. And if they're going to make a sequel, I hope it's still the same caliber of like, you know, how good this was. I really, really kind of wish they would just leave this alone though. It felt like a piece of art that it's like when someone, you know, when a famous painter makes a famous painting, if they made that, but like part two, it's just kind of like, well, that's never going to live up to the first one, and it's not, like, something we necessarily needed, you know? And I know that they're going to do it because of the money, but I kind of just hope that this was going to be its own standalone thing. It's definitely not... It just doesn't have the same sort of vibes as, like, you know, they wanted to make a Joker movie from the Suicide Squad Joker, and even that, like... No one really asked for it, but I could also see why they would make another one. There's a lot of, like, unanswered questions of where that Joker even came from and what the hell he's even doing. Um, so a lot of people think that it's Jason Todd and the real Joker still. Yeah, it's, I don't know, this one just, it, it just felt different and it just didn't feel like anything like we've had before and i really don't want them to sort of shoehorn it into something like the rpats movies just because just because it's there sort of thing um but we'll see i mean even even if this is just like you know really good and they make a sequel and then it's just like stupid and they're trying to do a bunch of like i don't even know if joaquin would even like do a bunch of you know 
combination movies with like Batman and things like that. I don't, I don't know what would happen with that, but I don't know because he, Marvel originally wanted him for Doctor Strange and he wanted to do the movie, but the reason he ended up not doing it was because he didn't want to sign on for multiple movies. Yeah, because he's one of the ones that doesn't like doing sequels. He doesn't want to keep playing exactly. the same character. Multiple. Exactly, because I think he sort of realizes like the power of just doing one really good part, you know, like one really good movie that stands alone and you don't need anything else. Um, I think he's really good at doing that. So, yeah, I, I can't see him coming back over and over and over again to do the same thing, because after a while, like, I think it's just it's just going to lose its luster after a while. Like, even if we had gotten... Uh, Heath Ledger is the Joker over and over. That one, like, Dark Knight movie was just so, like, good. I think if he had just kept doing the same Joker thing, while I would have loved to see him continue to do that role, after a while, it just kind of doesn't feel the same anymore. So Yeah, well, it was kind of like Deadpool. When the first one came yeah. around, it was really, you know, fresh and something that we hadn't seen in a while, if at all. And you do Deadpool 2. Like, I like Deadpool too, but it, in some ways it doesn't necessarily feel as good as the first one because mm -hmm. it doesn't feel as, like, fresh and original as the first one because you already had Deadpool. And so many people compare movies like that to Deadpool, like, the original. Like, I've heard a lot of people say, like, you know, these Suicide Squad, like, the original and then the Harley Quinn and all those, they're all kind of trying to capture what was great about that first Deadpool movie but yeah you're right like after making so many Deadpools so many Suicide Squads those sort of movies like after a while yeah like it's it's just it's not special anymore they're all doing it you know it's like they're all being like R-rated and crazy and yeah it's it's like it's lightning in a bottle and I don't think you're going to capture that again with Joker I can definitely appreciate this movie even if they came out with a sequel and all that like I probably won't like it as much, and at least we have this movie to fall back on as, like, an Oscar-nominated, Oscar-winning, in some cases, movie. Um, and so that's that's kind of, like, in a nutshell why that was my favorite movie. Even barring all of the comic book references, as much as I sort of appreciate them as, like, a fan, I also could have just seen this movie and had absolutely no connections and still enjoyed it i think so that's why it's kind of my favorite for last year <laughs> uh, just to add in something real quick though too you're mentioning like the the harley quinn birds of prey movie that just came out there and stuff mm -hmm. it's just really funny that when walter hamada took over running dc films a joker was the first movie that he greenlit and from the studio perspective it was a big huge risk because it's you know it's not part of the cinematic universe it's different it's not your traditional kind of comic book movie. And, you know, that was the one they were nervous about. So then to kind of counterbalance that, that's why Walter Hamada greenlit Birds of Prey, you know, when kept bumping around what kind of movie they were going to do, but ended up going with the Birds of Prey thing or something like that. And that was the movie that they felt was going to be the, the sure hit. That was going to be the movie. And if Joker didn't work out, Birds of Prey was going to, you know, compensate for its losses. And it turned out to be the complete opposite, that Joker yeah. was the smash hit. And Birds of Prey is the one that needed Joker to kind of compensate for its losses. Mm-hmm. I know. And it's it's funny how those kinds of things work out, but I kind of... I, I hope that this sort of spurs them to continue to take creative chances 
I know it, it is really hard, especially when you're using like such a beloved IP and you got a lot of money on the line. But if anything, I hope Joker shows them that they can take some more creative license with some of these different characters. I don't expect something like the Robert Pattinson Batman movie to take the similar sort of chances that this Joker movie did because I know that they kind of have to they're trying to make what the MCU did essentially trying to make like a like superhero trilogies and whatever else that can stand on their own and showcase that character and whatever else and I love those movies don't get me wrong you know like those are some of my favorites um, they're just a good, they're just a good time. But when it's, when it comes down to like something different, something that really gets people to go to the movies, gets people who aren't interested in comic books at all to actually enjoy them. Like I, you know, I, I went to go see Joker with, um, Nate and one of my other friends and both of them are not comic book people and they ended up really liking it. And for different reasons, like, that's the kind of thing that I want to see more of, and that may even get people interested more in, like, DC properties and stuff like that. Um, but I just, I, I hope that, you know, people appreciating this movie shows them that there is room for that sort of thing, even if you can do it on the side and not necessarily call it canon and whatever else. I, can't, I want to see them keep taking risks, and at the same time, I'm hoping this shows other properties like Marvel or even Star Wars that you can make like an offshoot movie with some of these IP and still make it different and unique and even like Oscar worthy. You know what I mean? Like, and I put that in quotes because it's like, what even does that mean? But there's like a sort of caliber of like acting and filmmaking that seems to make the Oscar list every year. And, you know, Never in a million years would I have thought that something like this would have made that list. So if they can continue to kind of push that envelope, I think it's going to work out really well for them. But that's not going to include sequels. It's just like you can't keep, again, it's lightning in a bottle. You just can't keep hoping to make a Joker movie and then hope that it gets to be Oscar nominated. I think they just have to keep trying with different properties. And as much as stuff like Suicide Squad people really rolled their eyes at... I still enjoyed the fact that they tried something different. So if I can just, you know, keep encouraging them to do that, I think we're going to get some really cool stuff. And again, I want to see that from Marvel too. I don't want to keep seeing the same stereotypical uh, superhero movie. You know, it's like we've seen it multiple times. They're always really good because they have a good cast. They have good direction and writing and whatnot. But they're never going to be quite like this. So... That's kind of what I've been hoping for, for, um, oh, what's that movie? New Mutants? Or, no. Is that what that's called? What's the one that's, like, coming out soonish? that's, like, a horror movie? Um, uh, it's probably New Mutants. New Mutants. Okay, yeah. Like, April something, unless it gets pushed Yeah, up. which, I, as much as we've heard from that and it, all of its reshoots and stuff, I'm scared. But, like, that's kind of what my hope was for it, was that it was going to be something just completely out of left field. Because, you know, like we've had so many, like, bad mutant movies. It's just like, I just want something else. <laughs> like, don't even go back to Perfector X and all that stuff. Like, I just want something else. And I was hoping that that would be it. Even the Doctor Strange movie, it's supposed to... It sounds like it's going to be very, like, psychological and creepy and stuff. I'm like, yes. Like, just keep giving me some of that yeah, weird of shit. horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even like horror movies, but just seeing something different from them, using the characters that I know, I, I think is really interesting, you know? It's kind of like um, 
there's a lot of like really random like offshoot like comic books and cartoons and things like that things like uh they had that batman ninja or whatever and that wasn't even really like a good movie but i still watched it just because i was like it's something different you know and i'm kind of into it and it's weird and just fucking doesn't make any sense but it's awesome <laughs> so that's just kind of that's me though i'm always happy to get more of like end games and things like that of course but i really i, I no. like the direction though I say another thing to add in for Joker as an achievement for it and maybe something that could help influence some movies going forward is the fact that it passed a billion dollars in the box office and was extremely low budget to make, especially compared to other comic book movies. And that, you know, it shows too that you don't have to have an inflated budget movie and, you know, shit tons of special effects to pull in a billion dollars. And, you know, maybe that you could we can get some movies. I mean, some movies, yeah, you, you definitely need to spend that money, mm-hmm. but there are other movies where, you know, you, you realize they rely too heavily on the special effects and it's like, yeah, you don't necessarily need that. You know, you can cut back right. on the effects, lower the budget and just focus on telling a good story. Yeah, totally. And I know that's going to be dependent on like what characters you're really talking about. Cause like you said, like something like a, an end game, you're never going to get away with like a small budget, but um, you know, it, even like Doctor Strange, even like I, I can't see that having a small budget because you need to have all those crazy special effects happening. But yeah, like some of those like smaller characters that don't require a lot of like, you know, effort with like whatever powers or whatever that they have. Something, you know, like Joker, where it's just like a very like psychologically messed up man. It's like at the core of it, like, that's very, it's a very, like, simple idea that I think is very simple to pull off that can still be really good. It's a challenge, to be sure, because obviously, uh, you know, superheroes are super because they have something super about them, but I think they can at least take a note from, like, the way that that movie was, like, written and shot and, you know, the settings and things like that. Because, like I said, you know, something even like a, like a New Mutants or something along those lines... Even if it's not super, like, oh, the superpowers going off everywhere. It's like, you know, if you're just breaking it down to the baseline, like, themes. If it's just, like, psychological horror or something like that. Like, just make that movie, but then you can kind of sprinkle in a little bit of that, like, oh, but they're mutants. And that may not work out. I don't know. Like, I, I'm not a filmmaker, so I couldn't tell you how to do that job. <laughs> and, and, like I said, in any... And in the universe I concocted, something like this Joker movie would have never, like, done well, but it did. And I don't know how they can replicate that with other sort of similar characters, but I don't know. And I almost feel like maybe not even superheroes. Like, maybe you keep doing that with villains or something. Like, you know, it, having, like, a Penguin movie sort of situation where it's, like, this corrupted politician creepy guy. It's, like, you just you break it down to the most simple parts and maybe it'll work, you know? I've seen a few people calling on live for a Lex Luthor movie in the same style as Yeah. Something. I don't know. And maybe maybe it has to be something that we haven't really gone down either. Like you'll you'll see Lex Luthor in like the uh, you know, all the superhero or Superman movies and stuff like that, but it's like, yeah, like if they can do another sort of similar situation where it's like a sh- an offshoot of his own sort of movie, I it could work. But yeah, it's it's really hard to... I think it's going to be hard to do with characters we've already, like, 
scene. Like, it's not going to be, like, a canon thing. It has to be something that is completely removed or else it's going to get messy, you know? Uh, like, bringing back, like, Doctor Strange again, I think they can do a lot of really cool things with it, but it's always going to be that same character. There is not going to be, like, making Benedict Cumberbatch act in a different way that's going to bring any sort of, like, different conclusions from it. I think you have to just, like, start over and say this isn't necessarily, like, canon, or if it is canon, it's just, like, so far removed, you don't really see any of the vestiges of, like, what was there before. And that's exactly what I'm hoping that Star Wars does. Going back to Star Wars, it's like, that's exactly what I want, is just something that's so far removed from the story that we've already told that you're you're giving yourself creative freedom to give something else, you know? Sometimes having that sort of, like, already built out for you, having the entire universe built for you, it can be a shackle for writers and other, like, you know, very creative people because you feel like you have to keep telling that same story. So, yeah. I Again, like, I, I think this can be, like, a beacon for other franchises if they really want to, like, sort of push the envelope. Like, it's cool, but you just kind of have to, like not be afraid to like go against like the canon and stuff like that and that may piss off some people but for people like me at least i can appreciate the comic book aspect and the fact that they're trying to do something else so yeah. oh, unfortunately given water brothers history i'm assuming they're just gonna learn the wrong lessons from yeah <laughs> i know and it's like you just can't force these companies to draw the same conclusions because again it always comes back to money and however they can get the most of that but i don't know i mean they took a chance on this it could have totally not worked and it did so who knows i hope for the best for them though <laughs> uh dc in particular because like i said like they've just had a string of kind of like poopier movies your typical superhero movies but that they still weren't even that great so it's just kind of like they need to do something different if they're gonna compete at all so we'll see um bagman did you have a runner-up for your best movie of the year uh i i do um jojo jojo rabbit is my runner-up movie oh yeah tell me about this movie because i've heard about it <laughs> Obviously, I've not seen it because, like, it's just, it doesn't really seem like my kind of thing, but I can appreciate, like, Taika Waititi and what he does. So I've heard a lot about it, but I don't really know much. Um, it's a it's a comedy film set in Nazi Germany doing, uh, just before the fall of um, Hitler's empire and everything. And uh, it's... It's a lot more than just a basic silly comedy. It's it's very it's very much a silly film, and anyone can kind of enjoy it. And it, it, it's it's just funny, but at the same time, it's it's very tragic and very emotional. And it's it, it really is all about love and compassion. And it, it's just it's it's uh, beautifully filmed and choreographed, and the the jokes are timed very well. It's very good. Cool. All right. So it's. It's leaning more on the comedic side then and not like something that's going to be bogged down in, you know, World War Two, Hitler stuff, Nazi stuff. Well, it, is it, it going to make it me cry? Kinda, it'll make you cry. Ah. It will. It makes me cry. It's it, it leans on comedy for about the first half, but it, it does take a turn and it, it becomes more you're laughing and then you realize that... <laughs> 
uh, what you're laughing at is suddenly taken away because it's still Nazi Germany and it, it still really does a good job of showing how terrifying the Nazis really were. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, it's... I like when people sort of take themes and, and situations, you know, even historical ones that, like, we already sort of know, but then giving it a, a spin so that way you can still sort of see that impact, but in a different light. And it's kind of like how they always say, like, um, comedy is, like, very close to drama just because of, like... Uh, how close of like an emotion like it, you can so quickly turn from one to the other and that's that's usually what makes a really good movie is being able to sort of have both elements presented but mashed up in a way that like makes sense and makes you really feel something um i think that's really smart and from what i've heard of this movie like it sounds like they they did a really good job of like portraying something like nazi germany but also being able to kind of get away from like the sad facts about it you know like the stuff that we always see with like war movies and things like that it's like no this is like that but like a little bit different you're getting it from a different perspective and you're you're not necessarily just like bawling throughout the entire thing you know yeah it's it's different to most films because it's um it's not from a soldier's perspective. It's from a twelve-year-old boy's, uh, a twelve-year-old Nazi boy's perspective, and uh, it's the, the basic plot. Without going into spoilers, is it's a Nazi boy who's been brought up uh, in Nazi Germany, goes to the Hitler youth camps and everything, finds a Jew in his house, and that that's the basic plot. And you see the dynamic and. It, it it goes it's very over the top with the silly things that the Nazis say as propaganda and it it, it is hilarious but at the same time it, it it deals it very well it deals with the tragedies of World War Two and um, it 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 was it was just a really really good film one of the best it, it I could compare it to Joker in the way that it portrayed the themes that it wanted to portray and mm. uh, I mean if it had come out a lot sooner I probably would have used that on my uh, movie course in school because uh, it's just it, it's so good to analyze as well and yeah also like if you, if you like comedy films you're gonna love it as well because it is hilarious it had me laughing the whole way through and then crying and then laughing again yeah that's really it's really interesting to, to see, especially because, like, you know, like, comedy, I think, is really hard to, like, make into, like, a quote-unquote good movie or whatever. There's obviously very good comedies out there, but they're never, like, held into very, like, high esteem because it kind of feels, like, cheap just to, like, get laughs and make that into, like, a good movie. But it's especially hard to make comedy also, like, mean something. Um and you'll get sprinkles of like comedy here and there and like drama uh, dramedies or whatever you know but like actually being able to lean on comedy and still tell a very like heartfelt story is like you know it's 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 really like commendable cuz the way you describe the movie it reminds me of like you know other movies like the boy in the striped pajamas or whatever 
where it's the same thing where it's like a you know a german boy meets a jewish boy and they have like very different sort of you know perspectives and experiences and stuff like that and something like that is just like so goddamn sad you know but like being able to take that and infuse comedy in, su in such a dire and awful situation it's like that takes a very like strong balanced hand you know like you have to be very careful especially considering that it's a very like um delicate topic you know like how do you make something like hitler and nazi germany into like something that's funny um so yeah like it's it's one of those like movies that i've i've been interested in i don't know i'll probably watch it at some point like maybe like a cheap rental or something um i kind of put it off just because like i don't really go to see movies very often but like just the concept of it and obviously the people who have made it have sparked my interest but yeah, I think that's a really good pick because obviously people really like it, um, and it's it's not it by any means like a, you know, dark horse or anything. I, I think it did a really good job at what it was trying to do. So, yeah, it's a really good pick. Um, Tom, did you have a runner up? I guess um, I kind of stick with the comic book theme. Would have to probably be Spider Man Far From Home. I mean. For couple of reasons that I'm a big huge Spider-Man fan but then also again back to the Marvel consistency and that itself played off well off of Endgame with Peter having to deal with everything that happened and I really think Tom Holland did such an amazing acting job in that movie as well yeah and that's um, I think again one of those like sort of typical uh, superhero movies that just work so well and I think that Marvel in particular has just found the sort of like um, the the formula for making really good like superhero movies and I think it just it just continues like it never they never seem to like run out of ways to make that feel fun and fresh and you know something that you want to go and see multiple times over um, but yeah like I I really like that movie, um, for sure. Like, it wasn't, like, necessarily one of my favorite Marvel movies, but I think it could have gone really wrong, and it's, it's still sort of, like, maintained its rightness, and I'm glad that it did, because I, I like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I'm totally up for, like, Spider-Man hijinks and all of that. I'm totally up for, like, seeing more of those um, Spider-Man villains, because they're so, like, iconic, and I always like to see, like, how people, like sort of uh make them come to life and like change them and whatnot because um like even with homecoming you had like someone like vulture which i feel like every time that that has been portrayed it's always been like kind of just like this cranky looking old man or whatever and you turn it into like this disgruntled like ex-employee or whatever in this movie you've got like mysterio who's really kind of just like a narcissistic um uh was he like an actor i think or special no, effects he's a Sarka. in the comics he was a visual effects guy from movies yeah. but 
Yeah, it was kind of like, like, I could totally see that kind of person in real life, you know? And it kind of felt, like, fresh because, you know, they're they're using things like drones and, like, real, like, special effects that you see, like, in movies and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, it kind of feels like, oh, yeah, this is Mysterio, but, like, 2019's take on Mysterio kind of thing, so. Yeah, that's what I thought was funny, talking about you, like, using real movie visual effects. I, like, uh, once, uh, I have spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen it yet, but when you know mysterio you find out what his plans really are and stuff and you see about how he's using holograms that it was really just jake gyllenhaal in a real life uh motion capture suit and i laughed at that that i'm like yeah it's like a motion capture suit that they wear in the movie and cgi yeah. is something over and he's wearing that as like a costume in the movie yeah totally it, it kind of does like reflect like how those movies are even like made obviously not with crazy ass drones and shit but um, yeah, it is kind of like a fun nod to like how those movies are made and all the different like special effects that they do have to like employ in order to make you, the viewer, think that that stuff is like real and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I think they did a really good job. And I, I also kind of like that they sort of introduced like a semi psychological element where it was kind of like, you know, Mysterio messing with Spider-Man's mind and tricking him into thinking, like, this is real, this is not real, whatever. Um, I think that was really cool because it kind of introduced, like, something we haven't really seen in that sort of realm. Like, the the Spider-Man sagas and everything else. I, I think we're going to get more of it with things like Doctor Strange. Um, but I'm glad that they sort of... Gave us a little bit more than just, like, yeah, this is just, like, a dude with drones. Like, he was really, like, kind of, like, fucking with, like, people's minds and stuff. And I thought that was really cool. But, yeah, I definitely, like, it's just, again, going back, I think it's a big part of, I mean, as much as I'm a Spider-Man fan, like you said about how the movie easily couldn't work, I think Tom Holland really did carry so much. And, like, uh, he's still, like, he's not entirely young, but he's still a relatively young actor in his early 20s. I just think, you know, when he gets older, too, he's going to be a really phenomenal when he gets a lot more experience, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and I think they, they did a really good job with, like, casting, as usual. Like, you know, obviously Tom Holland, I think, is a really good Spider-Man, just being that kind of, like, naive, young kid trying to figure out all of his powers and things like that. Um I think Jake Gyllenhaal, J- Gyllenhaal, I hate his saying his name because it's just like, uh, I think he did a really good job too because like, I like that when they take like, quote unquote, real actors and sort of like infuse them into these movies and see like what they can bring or whatever. And he's one of those that like, I feel like he could put on a lot of different faces and I wasn't sure how he was going to do with like a sort of more... I want to say, like, a lighthearted sort of role. I mean, obviously, he was still kind of, like, a villain and murderous and whatever else, but at the same time, like, you know, this is the Marvel, the typical hero movie. You can't be, like, this creepy, like, dark, like, you know, he can definitely go that to that realm. And so he kind of had to, like, pull back into more of, like, a sort of comedic, lighthearted role, and I wasn't sure how it was going to work, but I think he pulled it off pretty well, too. Like, again, being that, like, sort of, like, narcissistic, like, I deserve all of this stuff, but still very, like, smart and calculating and manipulative and everything else. So, I really liked him in it. And I, I hope that they they sort of 
take all of these, uh, all of the iconic Spider-Man villains and make like a Sinister Six movie with all of them because I would love to see, uh, who was it, Michael Keaton, I think, was Vulture. Like yeah. seeing him and like Jake Gyllenhaal and whoever else they end up picking like in the future for all these different things. I don't know if like, I you know. I still think that's the plan. And Yeah, I, I could totally see it. They may rush it now with the next Spider-Man movie if if Marvel is worried that they're not going to get another shot at it, if there's going to mm. be no more further deals with Sony. And that's, I'm kind of worried about them rushing it. Cause I don't feel like the sinister six is ready for the next. Yeah. Well, and they, and I like that they're kind of taking a movie to show like each one as much as they can anyway. Cause they're, I mean, there's six of them and I don't know if they're going to be able to make six movies. Um, they got like, you know, offshoots like Morbius and things like that. But like, yeah, like, are they going to do something like an offshoot for one of those villains and then bring them back? Like, I don't know how that's going to work, but I would love to see a Sinister Six movie. You could have potentially, well, like three or four already because you have Vulture. They could always stick a Shocker in there, even though he was just kind of more like a, just a thug with the gauntlets working for Adrian Toomes. You have Matt Gargan, who becomes a scorpion in prison. I mean, he, that character was introduced, even though he hasn't become a scorpion yet. And then, right. you know, Mysterio, if he's still alive, which it's always open since this whole thing was illusion. And like I said to somebody that, you know, is one of the lines he said near the end of the movie was, they'll see what I want them to see. So mm-hmm. they could easily just say that he's alive. Yeah, and I think it would be, like, a waste to just, like, throw away that character right now. Because, yeah, it that's, like, one of the few things, like, we have not really seen on the big screen yet is, like, a big old Sinister Six movie. You know, we keep getting, like, the sprinkles of, like, um, here's Green Goblin over here, here's Doc Ock. But then it's, like, you don't see them come together, and I think that'd be amazing. It's, like, you, you have the the coming together of all of the different superheroes and stuff like Avengers, but like, where's the coming together of all the villains, you know? <laughs> like, that's that's really what I love to see, because that's not, that hasn't really been, like, done yet. They just keep, you know, piecemealing it along, and now they're not even, like, connected. Like, uh, I think Electro was, like, another one of the Sinister Six, and he was in a different trilogy. You got Green Goblin and Doc Ock in different trilogy. It's like... And the lineup's always been kind of different, depending on, yeah. You know, what iteration you know like i think there's been multiple versions in the comics and you had like spider-man animated shows and video games and stuff yeah exactly it's it's like they could really they could make it whatever they wanted i guess i just kind of like hope for at least like the big ones like i really want to see them do like another take on like a green goblin or doc ock because those were like you know some of the most iconic ones, I, I would say right now they're sort of, they're taking ones that people know, but like not necessarily like the most iconic, you know, like when you when you think of like Batman, you're going to think of like, you know, the top ones and you're not going to think of like the more uh, out there ones. So I, I would really like to see them continue on this track as long as possible. But yeah, I hope they don't run out of time to do something like a Sinister Six movie because I think it'd be badass. So yeah, especially if they keep getting all these big actors for it and stuff too. Like I would love to see them all in one room and see them interacting with each other. I think it'd be really cool. I'm kind of a sucker for like, <laughs> um, whatever you call those movies, like combination movies or whatever, like team movies. Ensemble. Yeah, ensemble. Yeah, that's, that's a better term for it. Yeah, like you know, like and I know 
like I said, like Suicide Squad did terribly, but like something like that, I'm just like such a sucker for because I love seeing all those different characters that you kind of already know about working together and mashing together and whatever else. Um, so yeah, I think that'd be interesting. But yeah, I, I hope they continue on that track because I, you know, like I said, that those movies will never really be like quite like, you know, Oscar caliber, but they always just do a good job. And it's like, you know, you just want to keep seeing them do a good job. So I'm totally happy to keep getting more Spider-Man movies, of course. Um, I'd say for, for my runner up, I'm really caught because Parasite I saw recently, I actually saw it like, kind of late compared to a lot of people and I wasn't sure what to expect from it because it came off as like a horror movie to me at first when you just see the thumbnail because it's got a very creepy picture of like people standing and sitting and then they got these like black bars on their faces and stuff and I was like oh god I don't know what that is it looks creepy but I keep hearing about it and so I finally gave it a shot and then I realized oh this is like you know, straight up, like, Korean movie with subtitles and whatever else. And I was kind of amazed that people were talking about it so much, considering that it was an international movie. And I watched it, subtitles and all. I'm not really a subtitle person. Um, so I was kind of like, oh god, I don't know how I'm gonna like this. Because <laughs> I prefer to just, you know, like, watch the movie and not have to, like, read the movie. But obviously in situations like this, you just don't have a choice. And I think it would have been so much worse if they dubbed over it. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna deal with it. And it was a really good movie. And, and now, that has won, like, the actual, like, Oscars, you know, film of the year or whatever. Um, which kind of blew me away because not only the fact that, like... This is, like, an, an international movie that kind of got, like, a cult following and people were really talking about it, but, like, that... It just didn't feel like that typical sort of, like, Oscar-winning movie or whatever, but it was still really good. Obviously had a lot of, like, um... Sort of... Metaphors for, like, the rich versus the poor and, like, who actually is the parasite in society and stuff like that. Um, did a lot of really weird things, like going places with the story that I did not expect whatsoever. It's described kind of similar to how um, Jojo Rabbit was, where it was like uh, like a comedy, but also like kind of like a tragedy. And so it's really hard for me to explain like what exactly it is uh, to people. But I definitely recommend that people give it a shot even though it does have all of those very like strange non-typical elements of not even being in English not necessarily being like your typical dramedy movie or whatever it was very interesting it, it like it kind of just like made me it made me keep thinking about it and I think that's why it was so powerful because it just was like one of those where I was just like I kept picking up on things as I kept thinking about it the the cast of it I don't know them, obviously, because if they're, like, any kind of famous Korean actors, I wouldn't know them at all, but I think they did a really good job, especially together. I think, like, they all made, like, a family of, um, very, like, <clears throat> poor, destitute kind of people who are very desperate to make their lives better, and I think they they really pulled that off, and yeah, it was just, like, 
I don't know. It's one of those that I think, like, people should watch, but it wasn't, like, my favorite movie ever, obviously. Like, I'm always going to be more biased towards something like Joker and things like that, but... I, I say give it a shot. If you're going to give any, like, subtitled international film a shot, I would recommend it, you know? Um, and on, on top of that, while I think that that was a really good movie, and it was just, like, I mean, just blown away by really good reviews and stuff, I also want to bring up, like, a movie like Uncut Gems, which I also just watched recently. I'm, like, really late on watching some of these movies. Like I said, I don't really go to the movie theater very much. But that movie also I thought was really good. Obviously, like a more of your typical American like drama movie. But it like it had Adam Adam Sandler in it, and I was like, okay, how is this gonna work? You know, like <laughs> Adam Sandler is just a really like goofy actor that makes his own sort of kind of movie that sort of like has the same feelings to it every single time but like they're they're your typical like comedies or whatever but then I hear about him being in this movie and just being like absolutely like insane bonkers and I'm like okay I gotta see this shit and so I watched it and I mean the whole time I am like sitting on pins and needles just being like holy shit this is crazy. What's going to happen? Oh God, I don't know what's going to happen. No one else is freaking out as much as I'm freaking out. Like <laughs> it was kind of like it, that also was another one that took me by surprise. I'm trying really hard to like start watching some of these movies that people are saying are like critically acclaimed and whatever else, because obviously there's got to be something about them that people like if they keep talking about it. And I can understand why people really would like Uncut Gems because it does, it, it's like, an actor who doesn't usually do this pulls it off so well, plus the fact that, like, you know, it's just, like, a very simple concept, but it just makes you, like, stress. <laughs> and I've never had such a sort of, like, visceral reaction to, like, a movie before other than maybe, like, a horror movie. Because horror movies are meant to sort of give you that stress, but this was just more like, I am in this guy's shoes and I am wigging out right now. <laughs> So Sandler's one of those people that he's actually is a pretty decent actor, but he just usually takes the easiest road and, you know, doesn't mind playing to the lowest common denominator. Kind of. Right. Totally. And like I said, like he, he is no stranger to like making his own like films and whatever. And they're usually kind of like the same sort of movie, just a comedy about like a guy and doing whatever. And, you know, it's just like, you know what to expect from him. And then he pulls out this shit, and you're just like, where the hell has this guy been? <laughs> and it really, it blew me away. It was also just, like, one of the one of the most, like, fucking, like, vulgar movies I have ever seen in my life. I am not no stranger to, like, cussing and whatever else and blood and whatever else. But, like, I was just like, God, this movie is just oh, yeah, I, I read gritty. That like, out of all the movies released of all time. I think it was number seven in terms of most time. The most times the word. I don't doubt it. So like, out of all movies in history, it's like number seven on the list. I would not doubt it. I I was like, I'm pretty sure they couldn't go a sentence. At least uh, Adam Sandler's character. I'm pretty sure he couldn't go a sentence without saying like, like fuck or something like just awful. I was like, oh my god, do these kinds of people exist? But. 
it was interesting. Like, it just, like, he really embodied that character, you know? Like, it was just this really, like, kind of grimy, like, uh, underground sort of, like, gems dealer or whatever. And, like, you know, his shop or whatever was just, like, a typical-looking, like, jewelry store you'd see at the freaking mall or something. But, like, the the shit that he's going and doing behind the scenes, I'm just like, oh, God. Like, do these kinds of people exist? He's, like getting in with all these, like, gangsters and shit and, like, getting in with, like, celebrities and stuff. And it's just very, like, cutthroat and all that. And it just makes you wonder, like, God, do people live like this? <laughs> but, yeah, he just did a really good job, like, sort of taking on that really sort of, like, grimy, gritty character and uh, telling a very, very stressful story about his life. Um, it was also kind of interesting because it was set in, like, I think it was like around like 2008 or 2010 or something like that. So it was kind of like, it was kind of like an interesting time period. It wasn't like old. The music of it was also very jarring for me because it, it sounded like it was um, sort of like seventies, but the movie itself is set in like, 2010s ish and then like I mean and then everyone in it kind of looked like they were from like the 90s I mean it kind of felt like it was all over the place in terms of like the actual like style of it but it also sort of worked too it was just like bonkers man like <laughs> it's another one that just kept making me think about it and I was like what did I just watch <laughs> but yeah I mean I I'd say like between those two those are probably my runner-ups I can't really choose between the two because they just they kind of feel similar to me where it's like it's not my typical uh you know cup of tea but they were also like really good for like what they were and I could like you know appreciate what they were doing um so yeah I don't know just like something if you if you really are just like wanting to watch some fucking bonkers ass movies like I'd say those two are pretty good <laughs> um but yeah, if there's any other uh, movies you guys want to talk about, feel free. Otherwise, uh, we can kind of get to like a semi-vote. Since we got three people, I guess we, we have tiebreakers, so it might be fun to see. Uh, well, I guess I can put in a runner-up for me is what I just saw last week. It was the tail end of 2019 uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Which, you know, I've said I don't feel that it's Kevin Smith's best movie, but it was still funny and entertaining to me. And it was pretty good, you know, in terms of like a movie series and stuff to just kind of like go in and see where some of these characters are after, you know, well, almost 13, is about 13 years since the last movie is by that. And just kind of see like where some of these characters are in the universe and how things are going and like since the, the first Jay and Silent Bob movie, the Jay and Bob, Silent Bob Strikes Back in two thousand one, by Kevin Smith's been like each movie he's put out has been kind of trying to wrap up the universe, and he always keeps like adding more onto it and stuff. Actually, there's only been I guess three since then, but still, it's like like each movie has always kind of been good to wrap up that universe and. You know, I feel the same with this one. Like, if this ends up being the last one, I still feel that it's, you know, a good enough way to, you know, wrap up the universe and kind of say goodbye to a lot of these characters. 
Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, like, obviously I think fans are going to really appreciate them coming back and, like, making another movie and stuff like that, sort of showing, like, where they've been, where they're going sort of thing. I've never watched any of them, but um, I think that's nice, though. I, I kind of like when, like, uh, either characters or actors or whoever, like, decide to come like back. Them, given what I know about your... Say what? I said you actually like him, given what I know about your humor. So yeah, probably it's it's like one of those things that I always kind of like passed in the uh, in the movie store, you know, like picking up rentals and stuff. But never really gave it a chance. But you know, if I ever find it, like on a streaming service or something, I, I'd give it a shot for sure. Besides, like you know, dick jokes and weed jokes and stuff. <laughs> it's also just like a lot of general, you know, nerd humor, like Star Wars and. Uh, Lord of the Rings, and especially with the Jay and Silent Bob one, given the height of Marvel, it's a lot of Marvel jokes. Are... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I obviously like you know I'm a fan of that stuff, so it's just like nerd culture 101. Like, sign me up, baby. Uh, Bagman, did you have any other ones? Um, no, I I watched all the movies, but I think those are the only two that really uh, stood out. I think stood out. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. There's a lot, like, I feel like there was a lot of, like, super, like, random ones. Like, you know, obviously Star Wars came out, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily put that on, like, anyone's, like, top movie list or whatever for last year. Just because I think it just, it finished out what it needed to do, and that was about it. (laughs) I enjoyed it, but, like, it wasn't, like, the best thing ever. (laughs) Um, I saw, like, Knives Out expecting it to be like you know the way again how everyone talks about it i thought it was going to be like the greatest thing ever it was okay i really like the whodunit sort of genre and i think it did that to a point and then it kind of turned it on its head but not in the way that i really wanted it to it kind of it almost it almost filled up the balloon and then just let out the balloon <laughs> and i was like oh okay so Good movie, though. Lots of really good actors in it. So if you kind of like that sort of, like, clue, whodunit sort of thing, uh, it was fine. The actors did really well in their characters, but it also kind of, like, took a little bit of the wind out of my sails. So that that was one of the reasons why I didn't put it very high. Um, I saw Booksmart, not when it came out, but, like, a little bit later, because, again, I heard it was, like, really good or whatever. And I would say that for people who like sort of that, uh, especially if you are like a teenager or like a high schooler or a college kid or something, this is like the mean girls of this generation, I feel like. And even as like an older, not old person, but like an older person out of that sort of realm nowadays, like... I can still, like, really appreciate that it's just, like, a really fun sort of teeny bopper movie that I could totally see, like, younger people enjoying today. Um, Definitely lives up to the sort of, like, Mean Girls sort of movies, because those those always felt like, while they're not, like, good movies, they're just, like, really fun, iconic movies. Sometimes movies are just there to, like, you know be something that you'll turn on on the TV and just watch over and over again. And that's kind of what this movie felt like. Really cute. The the actresses in it, like, they, they didn't pull a lot of, like, big names. So I was like, oh, like, these 
kids, like, I've never seen them before, but they're actually really good. So I hope that they, um, you know, turn out to have really good careers from this. I, I really appreciate when movies pick out, like, people you don't really, you haven't really seen before. Um, and it gives you an opportunity to kind of get to know them, especially in other things. So they did a really good job with the casting with that. I really liked those those kids. Um, trying to think. Uh, I did see... I would say, like, Snowy was bringing up horror in the chat, which I'm not a big horror person, and that's also why I put off Parasite for so long. But I would say, like, um, It, Chapter 2, and Us, I believe both both of those came out last year, were probably, like, my top picks for, like, the horror sort of genre. But again, I'm not a big, like, horror person, so in terms of, like, is it actually gonna scare your pants off... No, <laughs> but I liked them because they were doing something different with the sort of horror genre and it wasn't all about like, I'm just going to scare the living daylights out of you. It just felt a little more like an actual story or like an actual like idea rather than just being scary for scary's sake. So I would recommend those. I have I I really want to make myself watch Midsummer because I feel like it will probably be the same way where it's like scary but not just like bleh scary it's just like psychologically scary I can always appreciate those but oh god it just I don't know I've heard it's very scary so I'm scared to watch it um but of yeah, the I'm ones not I've a huge, seen huge horror fan myself yeah it's like even like modern horror day films they 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 lose the aspect of trying to be scary and just replace it with an excuse to have gore. Right. Or, like, weirdly have, like, nudity and shit. I'm, like, I'm supposed to be scared right now, and I'm, like, turned on. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> well, I, I kind of hate like, that. A lot, a lot of modern horror films just take the easy way out and try to do jump scares. Yes. Like, have things, like, jump out at you. and Yeah, exactly. And that's the kind of horror that I do not like. I cannot watch it because... It's it's not only cheap, but it also gets me every fucking time, and I hate it. <laughs> so I don't I don't like watching horror just for the sake of being like jumped out of my skin every time. So that's kind of why I was drawn more towards something like it, or Midsummer, or Us, because they're giving you something more than just I'm gonna scare you out of your skin, and I can appreciate that. I, I like when they're they're digging deep in your brain to find ways to really freak you out, you know? And that's that's the kind of horror that I would prefer to watch. I I, I want to be scared by, like, an idea and not a boo. <laughs> so, yeah, those are probably my recommendations for horror. But, again, I'm sure actual horror people would probably have better recommendations. But they're not bad. And like I said, like even if you're not into horror, I would still recommend them just as movies in general. Because I thought they brought some interesting concepts. And it, it in particular, both of them, part one and part two, I just like the characters in them. And not necessarily the actual, like, it part. So if you like, like, especially like the kids, if you like things like Stranger Things, you'll probably like it part one. And then if you like the typical sort of like horror movie, gotta destroy the bad monster thing at the end sort of movie, you'll probably like it part two. So yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of, I don't know. I, I like the it, um, like IP, I guess. I don't know if you can call it IP since they've only really had like a one other movie series thing with it, but 
I always kind of found that character interesting, so. Yeah, but those are probably my, my picks. So thank you guys having a little chat with me about some movies, because I thought it was like, I think that this year, year's uh, Oscar-like nominations and stuff like that, while some of them were typical, other ones were also very surprising, and we had a lot of really, like, sort of interesting uh, nominees and whatnot la or for last year. Plus the fact that, like, even ones that weren't nominated, I wanted to kind of get everyone's picks. Um, for the best, best movie of last year, what is your vote? Now, kind of go through each one. So, who here out of the top three, I guess, would pick Avengers Endgame as the best, best? Uh, I'm raising my hand for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Bag and I. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How about the Joker? And let's say you can vote for more than one because obviously we're going to each pick our own. <laughs> yeah. I, I could I, go Joker. Yeah, okay. I could probably side with Joker Hey, and I side with Joker too. What a surprise. <laughs> um, and then obviously we all voted for that one, so I feel like that's the winner, but does anyone also vote for um uh sorry, I, John Wick. God, that just escaped my brain for a second. I vote John Wick for <laughs> Yeah. I I mean I actually Oh, it's really hard for me, but I kinda vote for John Wick too. Not two, but also. <laughs> um, I haven't seen it, so yeah. I mean, which I mean, I know, like, yeah, it's kind of hard I, to I vote could, since I you haven't seen like it. it. But it's like, yeah. I, I, I don't know, you know, about voting for a movie I haven't seen. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely recommend. But yeah, I kind of do too. And the only reason why I didn't vote for Endgame was just because I kind of think I liked Infinity War better, and so I kind of am like, I don't know if I would vote for that for like my top top pick for last year it was obviously super duper awesome and like i said i have a hard on for ensemble movies and that was like the ensemblist of ensemble movies but something about it i just kind of preferred the other one so i that's the only reason why i didn't vote for it whereas john wick i think just continues to get better and better and i really enjoyed that movie too definitely watch john wick they're really good <laughs> even for just like shooty pooty action movies they're really like good and like fluid and just like or cool and they don't bog you down in a bunch of like character development stuff it's just like bro this is just a cool ass movie with cool ass shit happening so definitely recommend it but yeah I, I guess Joker kind of wins our monstrosity's best film of the year <laughs> at least from the three of us <laughs> which is exciting which I guess yeah it's just a movie with potentially like a widest the widest, like, yeah, like, um, uh, in terms of like, it could, you know, be a lot of different things to a lot of different people to appeal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, it's, it's just one of those that I think comic booky people will like for what it is. I think people who just like good movies in general will like it for what it is. So I, I think it checks all the boxes. There obviously were issues with it, but I think there's issues with every movie. So, you know, it's just Not one of those things. Way. But not John Wick, damn it. That was a flawless movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, it's, 
I we I think we've talked about a lot of really good movies. So it's I don't envy anybody who has to vote for like best film of the year every year because it would be very hard. I think for me especially, it's like when people ask me like, "What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite band?" It's just like I don't have an answer for you because I like so many different things for so many different reasons. So, but Joker definitely I think checked all the boxes that I was looking for last year. So. That's why it would be my pick. It was not only a very good comic booky movie, but uh, which using one of like my f- most favorite characters ever, but the fact that it was just like really well acted and everything else too. So I was just like I was very impressed by it. So I think that's a good pick. But yeah, thank you guys for uh, hopping on talking movies with me. I super duper appreciate it. Hopefully, bag you feel better soon. <laughs> I I hope. Yeah, I I feel like we've all kind of been plagued with some like bad luck lately and sickness and whatever else. So, um, good but, health and good fortune to all of us. Yeah, for sure. We'll try to be on maybe next week if we can think of another good topic to to discuss. I think this one, obviously, like you know, was a little more relevant with like the Oscars and whatnot. So, um, we'll probably be back next week. We'll kind of chat about you know what all we want to talk about in the discord as usual so i will maybe sort of see you next time